When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and Kyle Kinane got together each week to ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and other mysteries of the universe. Or at least that was our initial intentions. But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also ran a Patreon page that offered up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully someday soon we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster, but until then, enjoy a blast from the past from your old pals Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves or they were pushed out by outside forces like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. I gave you that was the mic. Yeah, that was mine. Oh, was we're on, we're on different mics. Well, I just switched them. Oh, okay. Because I don't pay attention. Because yeah. I'm a bad engineer. Oh, okay. But also, you gonna get glasses? You look you like look like a cool dude with glasses. Really? Yeah. I'm a pretty cool dude anyway. So I mean, let's not push. If it. I got cool glasses, that would probably just push it right over the top. Oh man, <laughs> you need some hip waiters for all that pussy juice. <laughs> Who did I said that? You know, is that like true car ad? I'm fascinated with the. It's just some guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Didn't and tell it, me that story. I got called out about it by him. Yeah, just I, he's just the most lifeless individual. Yes, just a. I just I, and I like it's nothing negative. I'm just. <clears throat> it's kind of like. You know, when ad, I think the guy actually owns – somebody's like the guy, is the, he invented True Car. Oh, yeah. Like that's his thing. But he's get off a, camera. Well, hey, man, I, I, listen. <laughs> no, d- you sell it however you want to sell it. Yeah. But I was always fascinated with how droll, but not like an on-purpose Bob Newhart. Just a, yes, yes. It's the car that I want, uh-huh. how I want it. There it is. And I was just, I was like, I just was kind of fascinated with how deadpan he was. And I called him out. I'm like, oh, this guy must be swimming in the pussy juice for all this. And he's like, well, I own my own business. And I was like, all right, dude, I'm just, your presence is funny. My problem with him and guys like him, and I know this is a weird thing for me to say, but whenever I see like a real soft, doughy idiot, like I'm. (laughs) That's me. I'm, I'm overweight very much so. But at least I still have some functionality. Like, I can pick up a rock and move it if you need me to. But, like, you see these, like, not only are you overweight, but, like, you have no strength or muscle mass or anything. You're just a big biscuit. And there's a lot of dudes like that. Like, 
I don't know. I know that's stupid for me to be critiquing other men's I, physiques, I, I, but like, yeah, I've got nothing against this guy. His name's Adam Lissagor, and I guess he he had a comedic podcast for a while. But that's ironic. I don't think he, okay, maybe he does. He just made the commercial for True Car. But listen, we're sitting here talking about True Car, <laughs> so mission accomplished, man. Yeah. I just think it's I I just think it's a funny way to we're not sponsored by True Car by the way. Well, plus he reminds me of a guy I know who I don't like. So I'm like, ugh, there's the there's the brown-haired version of that idiot. Let's, let's get I mean again, not I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm really into this car. But how do I know if I'm getting a good deal? Tucker knows exactly how much people have been paying for the car I want. I tell True Car my zip and what car I'm into, and it shows me the what car I'm into. Where, where's the there it is? I need the there it is. Actually paying for the same car. Looks like these folks paid a little more than everyone else. And this guy got the deal of a lifetime. This is how car buying was always meant to be. This is True Car. He's just Oh, and that, and then weird enough Okay, so now I'm watching this commercial And I've been watching Succession lately And there's an actor in Succession where I'm like Man, it looks exactly like this guy that would Be around the comedy scene And he's in that commercial I just watched ah, It's all coming together, man oh, This man. is what you're paying for Yeah, This is that sweet content you wanted <laughs> Ah, shit, I just closed the Patreon page Sorry, everybody It's the Boogie Monster with Kyle and Dave Yay. It should just start with Sorry, everybody Yeah this is the Boogie Monster with Kyle and Dave. <laughs> anyway, no offense to Adam Lizzie. I'm, I'm sure you're doing quite well as a commercial director. I'm happy for you. I'm sorry if I offended you, uh, but your droll take on how car buying should be has fascinated me since I've seen the commercials. Well, and he, is, he does look like a dork. <laughs> well, again, man, I'm not trying not, to look at us. I'm not a dork. <laughs> Nobody... <laughs> I'm cool as shit, man. Yeah, all right. I'm wearing lady sweatpants right now. You are? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I tried them on. These are comfortable, and they're like, oh, they're in the ladies section. I'm like, they're sweatpants. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Yeah. Does not matter. They got pockets. Yeah. What's going on, dude? (sighs) I Hmm. I went to the Magic Castle last night. That was fun. Yeah. Kicked it. Had some drinks. Saw some fun magic. Yeah. Every time I'm there, there's always some new thing where I'm like, Ah, what? What's the trick yeah. that blew your mind? This guy was, uh, it was like just real good misdirection of uh, just deck of card stuff, mm-hmm. but like, okay, and your card, and it should be in this hand, right? But it's actually under the box that's on the table. All right, we'll do that. Now my card's in your hand, but where's the deck of cards I was holding? Now that's under the box. And it's, you're, it's, you're watching him. Yeah. But the skill of getting somebody to look, and then you're like, well, I'm going to watch that hand now because yeah. that's the hand that's doing the trick. Yeah. And then he does the trick with the other hand. And just the psychological manipulation of somebody sitting right in front of you, two feet away, yeah. and getting you to do exactly what they want you to do to make it like that. I love that. Yeah. Because it's like, well, all right. Well, now this time... I know you're going to put something under the box, uh-huh. so I'm going to watch the box. Your eyes can't go in two places, so you watch the box, and the next thing those hands got a bunch of cards in it. Wow. I, I, I think I screwed up. He's like, what card are you thinking of? I was like, birthday. <laughs> <laughs> 
to be saying. Yeah, my sister was there. She laughed, and he just he just went to the next person. It's like a, this asshole. Uh, yeah, I was like, I could I wasn't trying to be a dick, but I was like, I couldn't resist. I'm like, this is a pretty good joke. It's magnets. <laughs> It's magnets, Sally, old Pete Holmes. But speaking of what I was, I was trying to tell Rach, I lost my long story short, a, ma- a magnetic piece for a, a hydration pack that I had. Like I put it down specifically because it was small. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I will lose it. So I put it in a little change thing in my car while I was doing stuff. And sure enough, it's not there. And I'm losing my fucking mind. Tearing my, you ever just get obsessed over something? Like it's not that, oh, yeah. it wasn't important. Yeah, I didn't need it. It's the principle. But I, I did not lose this. I put it right there a minute ago, and it has to be in this area. There's no way it's just got up and walked away. And I went nuts, like moving, like going under car seats, pulling up floor mats and shit. And finally, I was like, dude, you gotta live your life. It just it's gone. It was stuck to my keys because it's magnetic. <laughs> ah. I pulled my keys out at the end of the day, but then I'm telling Rachel, I'm like. She said something like, oh, speaking of magnets, she goes, is this going to be some insane clown posse shit again? Because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I was like, no, no, it's about real magnets. <laughs> Dude, speaking of misplacing things, I've told you, I've talked about how pretty confident we have at least one ghost floating around. Oh, yeah, you got business over there. Dude, two nights ago, I'm in the living room. Mm-hmm. Katie keeps a uh, a pretty pretty tidy house. She's pretty, I've been over there. It's very she's, cozy. She's she's fairly OCD about everything. You know, it's not cluttered. So I think. Well, also I gotta say, in defense of her, like when guys are like oh, pretty OCD about it. no, they're just clean. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they're just neat and clean. <laughs> yeah. That's not OCD. Like I look back, like my mom's pretty nuts about keeping the house. And I say, no. yeah, because we'd be just covered in fucking boogers and fart dust if it was up to me. <laughs> Great point. Yeah, there's nothing. She's not odd. She's just no, normal. You got a, you got a cozy, me, yeah, you got a cozy place over there. Long story short, man, or the other night, I'm trying to get ready to go out somewhere. I had a spot, and I'm trying to find my belt. And uh, we're in the Oh, you're wearing belts now? Yeah, I got to wear a belt. Got to keep everything snug. thought you weren't doing belts. Pulled up. I always wear belts. I don't tuck my shirt in to expose no, the belt. Nobody's doing that. Yeah, you gotta 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 cinch up my girth, you know. Anyway, cinch it up, dude. I'm I'm not making this up. Uh, I wasn't high. I wasn't drunk. Looking for my belt. I thought it was right here <laughs> under the table, little mm-hmm. kitchen table or uh, living room <clears throat> table. Anyway, turns looked, out it's around my neck the looked, whole time. Looked right there. Looked all over the house. wasn't there. wasn't there. Uh, went back to the table. It wasn't there when I looked at it. I look down under the table. I go back two seconds later, look back up on the table. It's sitting right there. It literally just appeared. I've, I've, There's no... I rack my brain. I'm looking at an empty table. There's nothing there. I turn away for two seconds. I look back at the empty table. Now there's a belt sitting on it. You I would... I, I've... I wouldn't discredit the the ghost thing in your place. I've had it where I've been looking for something, and then I turn around, and it's in the place. I've just been feverishly searching. I'm yeah. like, is there a weird like mental blindness? Like, that, I, I mean, that could I, be. I, but, I mean, but this was or physical blindness. This was a long. You know, th- this wasn't like my keys or something. This was a three foot leather strap that was on the table. Now it's not. Now it is. Yeah, and well, it's a little spooky, man. Yeah. Shit like that happens a lot. Around Ghost there. thought you might go out, and dick out, and I'm like, all right, let's get you, let's get you on there. Mm. Um, hey, hey, should we uh 
answer some of these cues? Probably so. Thanks, guys, for uh, for for the cues. Thanks for being today. patrons. Yeah, man. Thanks for being patrons. And we uh, realized we may have uh, skipped last. Oh week. yeah. By the way, I'm a complete fucking idiot. Completely uh, forgot to do one last month. That's, yeah, that's on. That's a, on me. Nah, that's on both of us. But <sighs> sorry, guys. Not trying to scam you out of four bucks. We're just uh, sometimes we have our heads up our asses. <laughs> Which is what you're paying for, pretty yeah, much. That's true. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> I think we should. I like it. You got one? Um, well, shit. Let's kick right in with uh, the three hearts got me. Jared Smith, what existential threat to humanity outside of global warming do you worry about the most? Existential threat to humanity. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that's existential. Mm-hmm. I mean, existential is like, well, what if a black hole? My buddy Kevin was explaining to me how, because uh, I'm like, how do they say the universe is expanding? I never understood that. All that's over my uh, head. Well, he did a pretty good job when we were both on mushrooms mm-hmm. in the desert, uh, uh, explaining how it's because, like, there's either, it's, what does it call, like, heat death or something there's two ways it can go you know how we're all molecules like basically molecules are the same as the model of the planets i'm sure i'm going to destroy this explanation but follow with me as much as i can follow my own thoughts i won't notice okay fair fair enough i I can bullshit my way through some stuff but eventually even i'm like i don't know but you're like okay we earth goes around the sun Electrons, uh, you know, protons and shit go around a nucleus. Earth goes around sun. You know how it goes. But it's uh, as the Earth, is, like, it's slowly moving further away from the sun. And a very minuscule amount. The Earth is constantly slowly the, the, the moving or, away from the, the sun? Orbit, the orbit is getting bigger. Okay. Much like... It's taking bigger it's, circles? Yeah, but in such a minuscule way. Okay. That it will be millions of years that the way he was explaining it, like that's the universe is expanding. Everything, the idea of matter is expanding. Okay. Everything on a molecular basis is moving apart. Okay. So that means the universe is growing. Everything's moving further apart to the point where gravity will no longer be an effect. Like the gravity that the sun has on the earth, the gravity that nucleus has on just in our molecules – that the, the the molecules we're made up of will start moving further and further apart to where <clears throat> the gravity doesn't hold it, and then that will be the end of all everything. Wow. That will be the end of everything because it all will not be held together with gravity. It'll be moved further apart and then just cease to exist. So it's either that or is gravity winning and pulling things and that because and also and this is all from my friend Kevin who again great job explained dumb dumb like me that's called like heat death or something okay because the movement that's what that's what generates heat mm-hmm. is movement and so that'll be like i think it's called heat death or something okay. because there will be no more heat there no more life nothing will be sustainable wow. because nothing will be rotating and generating heat the movement of molecules around one another will cease to exist or the other way is that gravity – it goes the other way. That gravity starts pulling things closer and closer, and they think that's what started the Big Bang. I never understood the Big Bang. Me neither. And so from what I gathered from this conversation is that 
that was what the Big Bang was, was gravity was pulling everything closer and closer and closer in until it all just, oh. just, it was so dense, it just boom, and started all over again. Okay. But I guess, according to scientists, that, it, like, Kevin says, like, is it gravity winning or is it losing? And it's currently, they've decided that it's losing and the universe is expanding. Now, this is billions of years that this will take for this to happen. Huh. But anyway, just think about that. Think about your own molecules moving further apart from one another. It's not weight gain. Your molecules are spreading apart. That's true. You have molecular spread. Yeah. It's not your big fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suffering from molecular spread. Oh, God. Oh, God, that's funny. Oh, gra- <laughs> gravity's losing. That's why I keep farting. Everything's moving out. You know, it's moving further away from the center. Oh, man. Anyway, that was one that kind of uh, really was like, oh, no. Yeah. But it's billions of years. Yeah. Like, But it's also, you want to talk about existential. Then you think about, like, uh, what am I going to have for lunch? Like, in a billions of years, uh, mo- molecules will spread apart and there will be heat death. Get a fucking burger. <laughs> like your choices don't matter. No, that's true. That's kind so, of how I live my life. Or, or, or the idea that if somebody does believe in that, like if you believe in this uh, macro sense of the world and that we're so minuscule in the idea of time, then what's to stop somebody from being a psycho and shooting up a business? Because it, no, nothing matters. Yeah. And if I kill myself at the end, existence ceases for me. So why not experience the ultimate power move of shooting up a shopping mall that's also something that scares me yeah so. that's true that's yeah that's where it does get dangerous like i i kind of adhere to the nothing matters thing but like but morality keeps you from doing those things but well that and just don't fuck with anything else if if, if nothing matters to you and your life that's fine but let everybody else be yeah you know that's scary that's a good question jared uh my answer to that real quick uh, two things always scare me uh virus some sort of virus and some sort of uh, oh, man. Uh, meteor. Like a meteor just coming down like it did the dinosaurs. That happens again. That's the full reset. Boom. Or just some what sort of What a kick virus. in the nuts if we're all like driving electric cars and finally getting on track. Yeah. And then a meteor. We're like, God damn it, man. We kind of fixed everything. <laughs> and now this bullshit goes on. Uh, what oh, virus? Man. What vi- what virus? I don't know. Just virus. Just general virus. What, like diarrhea? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets diarrhea. Well, Starts you, melting. You just couldn't stop having diarrhea. Like, what's, the worst, <laughs> what's the worst symptom of a virus that you'd be upset about? Death? Well, but before that, if it just killed you, like, well, all right, whatever. Yeah, well, probably some sort of uh, gastrointestinal disorder. I would imagine that'd be fairly... I don't know if that was picking me fairly uh, inconvenient I had to get a water that's all right danielle mccammett asked uh i can't think of a good question so just uh <laughs> how are you how you guys been having a good year i know shit's fucked up but we can still have good years right um yeah we can have good year. i'll go ahead and talk about this uh on on the bonus episode since uh you know i, I don't like to broadcast this too much my, my don't jinx feelings. nothing no, no, the uh, what I was talking about earlier. I just, uh, I just got my court date today for my. Uh, oh. I, I didn't talk about this on the regular podcast. I got busted in Utah mm-hmm. for uh, for possession of a marijuana gummy bear. Holy shit! <laughs> Fucking call the presses. Uh, I got a ticket for the gummy bear, and they wrote me a ticket for fucking paraphernalia. 
because the gummy bear was in the little tin canister was it, was that it, it fucking came. It wasn't in. just melting on your dashboard. Yeah, exactly. And uh, thirteen hundred and sixty dollars. And if that's not bad enough, must appear. Got to appear in court for a fucking marijuana I, gummy bear. That's bullshit, man. Quote, unquote, ran a stop sign inside of a gas station parking lot, which I did not do. I saw the cop behind me. Was it me. a legal stop sign or was it a gas station stop sign? It was a gas sign? station stop sign. So I, I know. Yeah, who put that stop sign up? The gas station? Do I, they have legal authority to put that up? Is that an official stop sign? That's, I that's a great love nitpicking that stuff. Yeah. First of all, I didn't didn't run it because mm. I saw the cop behind me when I was pulling out. I said, oh, there's a cop behind me. And I uh, pulled up the stop sign. Pretty sure I stopped. Looked to my left. Looked to my right. Took a right-hand turn. Immediately, bloop, lit me up. Started talking to me about that. And then he was a canine officer. And just with that, they mm. don't need consent. He just walked his canine around. I didn't see the canine fucking do anything. But he goes, oh, the canine says uh, there's, there's drugs in your car. And I go, yeah. He goes, do you have anything in your car? And I was completely honest. I go, probably. I was like, I don't know for sure. I said, I live in California. I smoke weed. It's legal. Forgot to do a full. Yeah, I could have a legal item in my state in my car somewhere. Yeah. And uh, he found it. He found one fucking gummy bear. And uh, mm. holy shit. $1,360, and you must appear. How do you, like, what's the legality? Like, dog says there's something in there. I'm like, go look. Like, yeah. what, why wouldn't, well, also, like, if not complying with the officer, be like, okay, then I guess look for what your dog found. But also, my question, too, is like, wh- what did the dog do? Like, did the dog do something, or do you just said he did something, and now you want to search my car? Well, that's why I was like, all right, well, then I mean, I, if you play along, like I, then I guess look through everything. Yeah. Find what your dog found. Yeah, and it, I was out on I was out on the curb for about forty five minutes while he literally took everything out of my car. Oh, he still did it. He still oh, yeah. did the full search. Oh yeah. Oh, because once he he found the gummy bear pretty early on, and uh, oh really? Where, but, where is it at? It was in my backpack. Oh, okay. Behind did the, the dog seat. did like so? There was the dog going through all the items after he was taking them out. Like mm-hmm. like so, the dog didn't have anything to do with finding no, that. No. Did uh, you tell him where it was? Yeah, I say like, if I have something, it's probably in my backpack. And sure enough, I oh, have, so and I've great f- detective totally skills. He found the thing because yeah. you told him where it was. But my point is, he kept searching. He's like, "Well, I got it now. I got to search your whole car just in case you got a pound of cocaine." Yeah, I was like, "Well, I don't have a pound of cocaine. I don't expect you to take my word for it." But sure, rummage through all my shit for an hour. Yeah, yeah, that one gummy bear and a pound of cocaine. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. that's what I'm going to tell you about because uh-huh. I want. Yeah, I'm on board with just lie to the cops. Mm-hmm. All the time, <laughs> or just uh, but just don't offer nothing. Yeah, like because they're gonna do what they're gonna do, and so I'm like, all right. Well, uh, I don't know what I mean. I was honest because you know I didn't. I thought, well, shit, am I gonna get arrested? And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, maybe if I'm honest, and it, uh, if it is just a, you know, I if I have anything, it ain't much. You know, I might. I thought, well, I might have a gummy bear. I might have a vape pen. Yeah, you, know, you might find something. And I was thinking he cut me a ticket. It'd be 150 bucks, and I go out on my way. And uh, he cut me the ticket, and he also charged me with the paraphernalia. And I go, do, do I have to appear? And he goes, oh, no, no, you don't have to appear. You can just call this number, pay the ticket, you'll be fine. Call the number. They're like, no, you got to appear. And by the way, it's $1,300. So why, well, why can't you say an officer told me I didn't have to appear? Like, I told him that. And they're like, I don't know why they tell people that. But, but isn't that, like, that's like, 
misinformation. Like mm-hmm. if anything's wrong on a ticket, it gets thrown out because you got this misinformation. If the license is wrong, color of the car is wrong. Yeah. I look at all that shit. Color of the car is wrong. If you can't get the color of the car right, how do you know the rest of this information is okay? Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. That's, <sighs> anyway, Danielle, that's, uh, that's how I've been. Dave's dealing with. <laughs> and then one more little nugget. When I was talking to him today. Uh, I was like, look, they were like, well, you could plead guilty and this will happen. You could plead not guilty and this will happen. I said, well, I'm fucking guilty. I mean, I had the gummy bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, all, what I'm mo- mainly interested in, because what, regardless of how I plead, regardless of what happens, I'm pretty confident I'm still going to be paying that big-ass fee. Mm-hmm. My concern was i just want to appear once pay the fucking fee and be done with it is that going to happen she goes well we can't promise you the judge may want you to come back about yeah. i was like so i'm going to drive 800 fucking miles round trip and i there still might be a chance that i got to come back and fucking do it again over one fucking ticket utah baby <clears throat> utah cashing in on that colorado to california corridor yep so if you're driving through Utah, be real careful because that's yeah. where I got my ticket. I think same day we're yeah. we're both driving back. Yeah, <laughs> how funny is that? What day? was that? Like end of the month? Is that true? Like end of the month thing where they start like doing quotas? I don't know. I guess. But you know, I'll take it was the it was end of the month. It's it was it was the thirtieth. Yeah. Lesson learned on me, and I usually do this. Yeah, I got I mine. Just on forgot. The, no, I got mine on the first. You know. Do a thorough sweep of your fucking car before you leave the state of California. And that's that's yeah. on me. I missed that fucking gummy bear. Holy shit. Be careful. Yeah, be careful of that. Uh... Our children are safe. We can all sleep well tonight. They found my gummy bear. Well, they got to make Joseph Smith and his uh, 19 wives happy. Yeah. Yeah, Utah's a beautiful and backwards place. So, anyway... Dude Jordan asked. That. That's a great name. Dude, I hope that's your real name. Dude Jordan. Man, I hope somebody has named their son Dude. Uh, man, that's, <laughs> I was thinking of that uh, Loretta Lynn movie, Coal Miner's Daughter. I think his name was Dewey, but I feel like she called him Dude a lot. Anyway, Dude Jordan asks, besides the one on Kyle's album, do either of you have a funny slash embarrassing sex story? <clears throat> yeah, man, everybody should. Yeah, man, I got some funny. I got, I got a funny sex story on my album, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, listen to his album, dude. I, uh, <laughs> when I was, uh, well, I'll go ahead and tell you, it was, it was it was Katie, me and Katie. For those who don't know, Katie and I, we're about uh, we're about two and a half years into yeah. a to a really solid, really happy relationship. Uh, however, prior to that, we were on again, off again for years because we both were a couple of knuckleheads and we couldn't get our shit together. I've been and, for a while. Yeah, on and off, on and off. But we've been back on now, solid for about two and a half years, and things are good. But uh, early on in our courtship, uh, (laughs) I I, I came over to her house and I made her dinner. I made country fried steak. It's a heavy one. I made country fried steak and white gravy. If if this is leading to a sex story already, I'm like, man, oof. Mashed potatoes, green beans. I made it, made the whole southern spread. She wasn't very familiar with southern food. I, I can't make, have sex after any meal. I'm going to make you some damn uh, country fried steak. <laughs> and it was a great meal, and we both ate it, and it was wonderful. <laughs> and then a couple hours later, we get into some funny business, and it's uh, she didn't have air conditioning at her place. It was like August in California. And uh, I'll just say this. When I go, I go hard, Kyle. <laughs> All right. 
You were jostling. I was really giving it the what for. <laughs> and, sloshing uh, that gravy barrel oh around. Oh boy, got fucking got sick of shit. I didn't puke, but uh, I was uh, I, I was I was down for the count, man. I got got a tummy ache. I got overheated. This when you got had a fucking heat stroke. <laughs> So yeah, it's on my album Hogwash. If you want to hear, hear the humor spin, he got, of it. He got hump and heat stroke. Oh man, but heat yeah. stroke. I, I don't. I like. I literally. I don't think either one of us finished. It was like, all right, we gotta, we gotta stop this before it gets really bad. <laughs> Instead of like, uh, I'm close. I'm close. I, I, I was close to vomiting. So yeah, that's oh. had to had to metaphorically pull out. Well, not metaphorically. You did. Well, did. well I had to stop well, before. You stop doing anything. I had to stop before I spewed out of the wrong hole. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, Sorry about that. Uh, my belly uh, just came. You asked. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, belly just came. That is a rough go, buddy. Uh-oh. <laughs> that is a hell of a rough go, dog. Yeah, man. And what must she have been thinking? Like, God damn well, it. She's with you now, so apparently... That's the, uh, that's the disadvantage of fucking a fat dude. He may, he may barf on you. Yeah, I feel like most of my sex has been embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst one? Oh, dude, I mean... I love the one. I don't know if that's the one he's referring to, but the one about... The, oh, it was on your uh, Comedy Central half hour. Oh, yeah. Not wearing a helmet. <laughs> Oh no! That, bicycle uh, helmet to bed. What for her to punch you? Uh, yeah, where she's like, put this on. All right. <laughs> really? She wants you to wear a bicycle. I'm, I'm, well, I mean, you're just being fun. You're naked. Put some like put it's like. On. Why can't it be a silly time? Why can't I it be like a fun? It. You're naked with somebody, making a weird repetitive motion. Have fun. I'm gonna Have put a on a football time. helmet. Just steal put, that put, idea. Wear something fun. You know, put on flippers. And I don't she know. would she would punch you in the head. She did a couple times. There you go. Just got into it. It was just it's just roughhousing. <laughs> <laughs> Roughhousing with a happy ending. Oh but I don't God. know. I mean, everything I've ever done has always been for more journalistic efforts than it has been anything else. I don't know what that means, but that, yeah, I, I've, I've said everything I'm going to say yeah. throughout stand up. <laughs> You've heard it on something somewhere or another. Uh, Jor, son of Dan. I'm having a very difficult time accepting aging, and that'll never get the time back. How do you guys cope with these feelings? Man, that one hits close to home. I can't wait to be an old man. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to retire now. I want to retire and just be an old guy. Well, I mean, you don't have to be old to do that. I think the aging part... Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about that now. Like, oh, shit, 42 is like... I look, I don't look at myself. I don't look at myself in the mirror and be like, oh, but then I'll see a picture. I'm like, man, motherfucker, you look old. Like, you ever go out in the world and you're like, oh, that's an old guy. And they're your age. Yeah. This guy's like 42 over here. Look at this old dude. Like, I'm 42. Yeah. But a 42-year-old, you know, just in a Camry at work in a, you know, dress shirt is a different 42 than I'm kicking it in lady sweatpants. Yeah. Waiting to go on bike rides, you know? So I think it's uh, mentally uh, accepting it. Like, yeah, you can't stop time. You can't obsess over youth. But you can make the very most, like, every day where I'm, like, 
that's gotten that's what like with the bike ride and everything. It's mm. like you're only gonna feel worse tomorrow. You're only gonna be in worse shape tomorrow. Like you've passed your peak. Yeah, you're not getting better physically. Mm-hmm. So the best you could do is try and take care of yourself, and for fuck's sake, enjoy the physicality you still have left. Yeah, enjoy your health while you got it. I, that oh, that would drive me nuts. Friends like I don't know. I'm just you know you work hard and then you get when you retire that's you get to enjoy things. Oh, when your fucking knees are shot, yeah. and your eyes are shot, and all this other stuff is like no fucking way, man. Mm-hmm. That's like the most. I never said it was the most backwards mentality as a teenager. We're like, gotta get a good job. Mm-hmm. Then you got the weekends. And then when you retire, you can like, fuck, when you retire, you're dead. You're close to death. Yeah. Cool. Go climb the pyramid now <laughs> that your fucking knees are dust. Yeah. No way. I was thinking about that the other day about <clears throat> just the lifestyle that we lead as comedians. Mm-hmm. Like, Obviously, first reaction is it's an unhealthy lifestyle with, you know, staying out late and drinking and whatnot. But think about this. Like, as far as, like, your typical male stress, you know, the Mm -hmm. guy who has – he's working 50 hours a week. He's trying to pay a mortgage. He's got three kids, a wife. He's stressed out. Like, I don't have any of that. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to prolong my life a little bit. And and, 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 and to argue the other side (laughs) – Maybe looking at your kids having fun is the youth that reinstills youth True. for you because you're watching kids yeah. discover sports and how to ride a bike and all this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the zoo and look at them having yeah. fun with the animals. And so that wonder <clears throat> like adds more fuel to your middle age. Yeah. So I'm not denying that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying it's easy to make time for all these fun things. When you do have mortgage and family and kids, uh-huh. we both made a choice yeah. to not have that. That was me. I'm like, I'm streamlining my life. Yeah. I will live on very little to pursue comedy. Uh-huh. So, yeah. And I'm, I, I, you know, I think we're both pretty lucky and able to say these things. Yeah. And also, don't mix, don't confuse. I mean, I pissed away my 20s and most of my 30s just being drunk and fucked up all the time. And there was that tipping point of like, yeah, it's Tuesday, but I'm getting drunk with my buddies because I get to live life. I don't have to wake up and I'm doing anything. And eventually, like, this isn't quality of life. This is yeah. just what I think I need to do. Yeah. And I just feel like shit all day. Don't confuse that. Don't confuse that with living life. Yeah. Which is just out partying with your buddies. Because even that, like, have you take it like two weeks off of that, like trying to go to stand up shows sober, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go home now. Yeah. It's okay. I'm not nothing past eleven o'clock is ever gonna be the most amazing thing anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys are having fun. I'm gonna get some sleep and I'm gonna do daytime stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Good luck, Jor. <laughs> it's a fucked up one. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What do you got? Oh, Jacob Rivas. Would you consider the f- f- 
Florida skunk ape as a weird redneck southern cousin of the Sasquatch, like the cousin at the reunion who wore jeans and a sleeveless Tito. And of course, they're all related. Yeah. They're all inbred ape people uh-huh. that have moved to uh, climates that suit them the best. It's Florida meth ape. <laughs> um, ooh. Mike. He is. That's that's not an inaccurate description because uh, the skunk ape is uh, is leaner, thinner, and leaner. Amped up, a lot of scabs yeah. on his face. Yeah, constantly telling you about business plans. <laughs> it's like a delivery service, but for food. Yeah, man, they have that. Um, Mike Maskey, this is a good one. Can you guys do an episode on exorcism? I think we should do that. Yeah, that's one we have. Regardless of what you guys believe, there's a lot of scientific reasons that would cause a person to show possession, like symptoms, without it being religious at all. Might be an interesting episode. You're right, Mike. Um, I do think, especially in the old times, if somebody was having a schizophrenic meltdown and they're, they're talking, just go go into the 101 at Gower here, and yeah. you'll see somebody who looks like they're possessed because they have unchecked mental illness. Yeah. So the fact that they always put it with demons and make it religious is the goofy part. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, yeah, unchecked mental illness. Yeah. But that's still interesting that how it's dealt with and that it still goes on today when somebody's like, nah, that person doesn't know Latin and they're screaming in Latin right yeah. now. <clears throat> that's such a uh, <clears throat> such a bummer, but it's also, I don't know, like interesting is not the right word because it's not amusing, but like just these homeless folks with the unchecked mental illness, like, man, that person's just on a, they're just, they're in a different place. Like, they're in a diff- literally, well, not literally, but mentally, they're in a different world. No, imagine not being able to get off acid. Yeah. <clears throat> imagine, I mean, there's one guy down there that that guy's just, he's got that homeless ripped look, yeah. like not emaciated yet, so still muscles, yeah. like meth muscles. Like prison ripped. <clears throat> yeah, and he's just walking down the medium, like flexed, yoked up, and just looking like he's Looking the, for trouble. Like he's the guardian angel that underpass, and if he decides you're the enemy, he's gonna fuck you up. Like, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, and even me, like like I would walk under there. Rachel won't walk to work anymore. She works right there. She yeah. won't walk under there. I mean, uh-huh. somebody's got mace and a knife when she goes to do it. And then I'm like, I'm walking under there now. I'm like, man, this is looking. A lot of areas are getting more and more sketchy. Like, you know, back in the day, it was just downtown and Skid Row. Row. Yeah. But even over in my old hood in Los Feliz, right there at that, uh, where where Hollywood and Sunset intervene with Virgil and Hillary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right there. Just, oh, that island over there by the taco place. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a whole couple blocks of tents on the sidewalk. Yeah, just it's exponentially popping up everywhere. every time i take a new route somewhere i'm like oh there's more homeless mm-hmm. it's not like oh it's just this area it's every single spot that nobody's fucking with them too much they're set up yeah and as i was getting mad like you vote i vote on all these things like yes more money tax me please and then mm-hmm. i vote for that and it gets worse i'm like oh this is where you have to start reading these laws if you choose to trust the government which is like well what if, i mean <clears throat> i'm gonna vote because it's a Stockholm system, it's a it's a syndrome or hostage situation. Mm-hmm. If you don't vote, you can't complain. Well, you can, but yeah. you just sound like more of an asshole. Yeah. But like I was going to vote, like, oh, more money for the school district. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's an easy one. You want schools to be good. And uh, you don't have to have kids to understand why schools should have funding. Uh-huh. But then 
was reading all the complaints. It's like, yeah, we voted on this over and over again. And all the money went to this, you know, this part of the school district, and none of it went back into the schools. You can read the paper, like about how it all went to administrative costs. None of it went to the schools. None of it went to help kids. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to vote to raise money for these schools until the system's put in place to make sure the money goes to the right place. I blindly voted to raise taxes for this homeless population, but didn't read into it to see, like, is it going to help them or is yeah. it just being shifted around in an office somewhere? Yeah. Oh, boy. Don't I have all the answers. Ugh. Um, Jacoby, <clears throat> Jacob, Jacoby Johnson. <clears throat> What's the spookiest band musician of all time? That's a good question. Well, speaking of unchecked mental illness, off the mm-hmm. top of my head, Gigi Allen's pretty fucking spooky in the sense that, like, oh, you're a legit crazy person. I'm not going to call him a musician. Yeah. I'm sick of, well, G- I'm sick of Gigi Allen worship. Yeah. You know, I, he's, he was, I've never been a fan. His music's garbage. But, like, oh, that's. Not an act. You're fucking crazy. Yeah, he's a mentally ill man that people get. I mean, and there's certain things where it was kind of like still ironic celebration. Uh People love Daniel Johnston because like the simplistic singing and like the 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 purity of the message. I guess. Yeah. You know, and some of that music is like good. It's like haunting and poignant, and it coming from a good place most of the time yeah but he isn't mentally but like wesley willis <clears throat> all right listen to a guy you know guy with schizophrenia yelling about like put tartar sauce on a donkey's dick and suck it yeah and he got a bad you know, a backing band a guy, but this but if that lifted his spirits and guy he got celebrated whether ironically or not people came to see him and it put him in a good mood to be this artist that's one thing Gigi allen uh if he wasn't crazy, he was an asshole that yeah. threw shit on people. And I I hate that people like are like, man, Gigi Allen's the best. If Gigi Allen was around today, you wouldn't put up. It's, oh. Really? But the same people like, like, and this is an argument I'll get in trouble. Like, oh, like, oh, what if Gigi Allen said the N-word? Would you have a problem with that part of it? Would you have a problem if he was racist? Like, oh, Gigi Allen's racist. He throws shit on people. Yeah. And shoves a microphone up his ass. Yeah. What is uh, racial views be the worst? That would is that what would put people the same people that worship him now or think like, man, that was punk rock. Ugh. You want to get in somebody's face? Say the n word. Yeah. If he's not getting beat up for throwing shit at people, I like I, I just I don't get the whole. And then people are still like, oh, murder junkies are playing. Like, oh, just the band? Get the fuck out of here! The guy with the Hitler mustache. Yeah, fucking uh, his brother. That's his bro- I mean, uh, I mean, he did do an interesting cover of Carmelita, but I, I got no. It, again, an interesting uh, smear, and I say that on purpose <laughs> on music yeah. of uh, Gigi Allen, the guy who threw shit on people. And, that's punk rock. What if he did disco music and did that? Yeah. Why is it? Why is it punk rock? Because there was he was throwing shit on people. Yeah, it's a good point. You know. Love to see a disco artist that threw shit on people and see if you would still think it's punk rock because you didn't align with the sonic ver- part of it. You guys listening, if you haven't heard it already, <laughs> Drive-By Truckers have a song called uh, The Night G.G. Allen Came to Town. And it's uh, it's told through the, through the eyes of an old man reading the newspaper to his wife about a uh, review of the show. Yeah. And it's so fucking funny. And to hear Patterson and Hood's drawl, there's that one line where he goes, Punk rockers paid $12 to be shit on. That was the part I didn't believe. I was like, how how is a, how is a Gigi Allen show $12 in 1991? <laughs> it's way too much money. 
Um, yeah, good question though. But yeah, he's the only one like you know Alice Cooper and Guar and even you know in the '90s Marilyn Manson. Like, yeah, I get the theatrics and all, but but Gigi Allen was the one, and maybe some of those like uh, like uh, Scandinavian like metal bands. Uh, death metal bands, black metal, like those are the ones. Like, oh, you're like Gigi Allen in some of those. Like, oh, this isn't an act. Y'all are fucking nuts. Like, who is it? Mayhem? Yeah. Was it Mayhem that? Oh, Mayhem, Burzum, Mayhem is the one that. Uh, one of the band members killed themselves, and then the other guy ate his brains and something. Yeah, or what? Yeah, there's like the uh, uh, what's the book? Uh, chaos, Lords of Chaos. Lords of Chaos is a great. I didn't see the movie, but I, they did like a fictionalized movie. But the book was very, pretty comprehensive. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I think like spooky. Like who's like a haunting musician? I just bought an album. Nick Cave stuff always. Yeah. Sounds, I don't listen to it often, but when I hear it, I'm like, what's this creepy vibe? Trying to get ready for Halloween uh, vibes. I just bought a uh, Monster Mash. You familiar familiar with Screaming Lord Such? I do know he's like garage kind yeah, of, but like 60s. the vampy. Yeah, like he was like the British version, the the British precursor, like Alice Cooper, like in the sixties, and it was yeah. all like he's got a song about Jack the Ripper and yeah, yeah running yeah. through the graveyard, but it still kind of has this sweet sixties like innocence. Yeah, but uh, but like that's it's fun spooky music. That's a good okay. Murder okay. in the grave. Oh, misfits, you know that kind of shit. Misfits were still like it's still like all Elvis poppy though. Yeah, yeah. Trying to to whoa. This band, the Bomboras, was good. They're a surf band, and I they were playing with this other band, Chicks Dig It, that I like a lot. This is years ago at the Empty Bottle, but so Chicks Dig It played. I'm like, oh, this show's great, and all of a sudden, like all this the the fake fog started filling it. Like it was so much to the point where. It was you couldn't see your friends anymore. Everybody's like, "What the fuck is this?" And, but kind of like it was silly, like how much fake fog they filled the venue with. And then neon lights went on, and it was just you just saw giant like tiki masks and stuff on stage in neon. So it's the only thing you could see through the fog. And then they were all on stage already and started shredding into this like spooky surf music. Fattest drummer I've ever seen. <laughs> I love a fat drummer. Always trust a fat drummer. <laughs> fat drummers always. If, if that if that dude's still and he's got the hardest job of like moving gear around uh-huh. and he's a big fat guy, yeah. he's gonna be a good drummer. He's committed <laughs> to that. This dude, he had to reach. He was like he couldn't even like a snare is in front of a drummer. This it was out there. Uh. It was out there like he was playing xylophones. That's how far he had to reach for all the drums and surf drums. Fucking shredded. Well, and to see a fat drummer, you know. In, especially if they're in a rock band or a punk band, something like. Have yeah. you ever drummed for more than thirty seconds? Yeah, like, this dude's eating more than exhausting. he's playing drums. Like, but like, to, you got to have some level of cardio, even yeah. if it doesn't show. You know that it's taking effect on his body. He got the, he got that those big lungs. But yeah, I love there. a fat guy with good cardio. Yeah, it's never a guy that was like got fat. You yeah. can tell, like, oh, you're just built that way. Yeah. So yeah. you're a fat guy, not the stereotype, but you got rhythm. Uh huh. Fat guys can dance. Uh-huh. They got rhythm, and you, and you're just built that way. So you got big everything. Yeah, never. It's never just like a f- out of shape dude. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> never going to do a good job. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Hillary's got a good question. Hey guys, I don't know how secure or solid in your belief system you are, but I'm constantly wondered what's real as far as faked. I don't believe that. Every detail is a part of some plan or design, but I think certain people and certain events were always meant to happen. What are your thoughts on predetermined life events or some sort of destiny in your own lives? 
Hmm. <clears throat> that is question. a real good question, yeah, Hillary. Good, good question, Hillary. Um, I mean, that's a huge topic. Like, I see, I see multiple angles of it. Like, everybody wants to think that, you know, there's there's a greater meaning to life, and but I think is that human narcissism to think that everything has meaning and and destiny, <clears throat> or you could just be completely cold and scientific about it and be like, you know, no, you're you're just a collection of cells and atoms, and when you die, like. But that goes back to the earlier question mm-hmm. about morality and like yeah, if you're just a collection of cells and then you die what's the to stop you from caring at all about the world well yeah i, I mean well that, there's another question like atheists still have morals just because you're an atheist mm-hmm. yeah mean that like you said like oh i'm an atheist so it's the purge fuck everything no yeah I'm an atheist, but I still want to live my life. But that also means, well, you're here. Yeah. You make the most of this. Uh-huh. Which, again, still could be like, well, if I don't want to spend this time. But that, that, that's what confused me. If you're an atheist, the out of any bad situation is you can kill yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would not want to spend my time in prison for my actions. Mm-hmm. I would not want I – mean, I want to live comfortably, but not on the – not – because I stepped on somebody yeah. else to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a quote from, I heard it recently from Richard Dawkins, and now I can't remember it, who's a noted atheist, which atheists are always insufferable too. Like, just, mm-hmm. it's like vegans. Like, I'm glad you are, but you could just be that and not act better than everybody. But it was something about, like, how interesting it is that everybody's religion was conveniently also the one that was in the area you were born and raised. Absolutely. Which is like, oh, yeah, like that. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but then you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's great. Like, well, I'm a Catholic. Why? Because your parents were, yeah. and that's what's in that area? That's, wow. The, the, your, your belief at how all of life and afterlife is is because regionally you yeah. were in this place? That, I had that existential crisis when I was like 10. It's like, why is our religion the, the right one? Yeah. Who says we're right? And my parents didn't have an answer for it. Like, yeah. What about... You know, in, in Christianity, you know, the one of the main principles is if, if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you never do that, you're not going to go to heaven. And I'm like, what about little Chinese kids that were never exposed to Christianity? Yeah. Are they all going um, to hell? Well, that's why we have missionaries, to go out and convert mm-hmm. them, because this is the best, and we'll travel to convert them, although originally it was to steal gold, but then also to threaten and kill the people that didn't want to also... Yeah. That's what I was saying before, another, I think I said in another episode, like how Catholicism is so prevalent in like Mexican and Latin American culture. It's like, but you like it's the, the history's right there. It's not even that far back to see why. Yeah. But then you see the people that are still adamant, like, like, Oh, what's your like, Oh, I'm uh Mayan. Like, Oh yeah. Right on. That's, mm-hmm. but then right on. also like, was like indigenous peoples. Like they were still tribes that were taking over other tribes. Mm-hmm. So it still exists. Yeah. Just because the white guys did it the most and with more efficiency <laughs> doesn't mean it didn't happen <laughs> everywhere. True, uh, but I, you know, I, as far as fate, I don't know. It's like if you love somebody, you're like, well, that's the person for me <clears throat> because circumstances brought you together. <clears throat> There's definitely better 
examples of uh, love and worse examples. Mm-hmm. Like you see, there's sometimes you see people and you're like, yeah, you guys are just going to ride this one out. Mm-hmm. That's you're, uh, well, what am I going to do? Be alone. So, all right, you, and do you have the same attitude? Like, instead of like, do you love this person? <laughs> it's like, do you just not want to deal with uh, shit by yourself more? Yeah. Okay. All right. Then you're married. I never want to be that, that person. No, I, that's why I was never in long relationships. I, I mean, it's easy to say now because, you know, I, I do have a good relationship, but I've never m- minded being alone. Mm-hmm. Just like in De Niro and Heat, I am alone, but I am not lonely. <laughs> like, it's never bothered me. So, like, just the concept of, well, I don't really love this person anymore, but I'm going to stay with them because I don't want to be alone. Fuck that. Yeah. I'd rather be alone and watch the movies I want to watch. <laughs> Yeah, we don't watch any TV together. No, we start with successions, and I'm like, we found, we got something. That's the only problem with our relationship is we can't oh. connect on entertainment. That's why I've been watching Love Island and shit. I'm like, all right, well, I like TV, and I'll watch anything. You yeah. don't like any TV, but you'll watch this one specific thing because the people you work with. And I'm like, well, all right, I'll watch that. <clears throat> it's like the, it's like eating. Like I'll eat whatever. So yeah. you want this? I'll eat that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I don't. I don't know if there's. I think you can make more opportunities for yourself. Uh, much like the earlier question about fearing aging and everything, <clears throat> make more opportunities for adventure and excitement. <clears throat> Go out and don't be afraid to try new things. Don't get locked into, uh, well, no, this is the food I like and this is the stuff I like to do. And just like, don't, I don't think that's, I mean, that's not about fate, but, you know, I started going to see musical theater on a whim because somebody wanted to go like, oh, go see that. That's fun. And maybe you go and all of a sudden you realize like, wow, I did not realize how elaborate a stage show was. I got I'm sitting there wondering what I want to do with my free time. And then you start volunteering at a local playhouse, just building sets and everything. And that's how you meet a new group of people mm-hmm. with new interests. And maybe you didn't have somebody before. And then that's how you meet the person you want to spend your life with because there's ex, uh, extra credit interest outside of your office day job that's you know pretty common sense stuff but it's a scary thing to go try new shit Mm -hmm. and meet a new group of people Mm -hmm. and like also be vulnerable yeah so i think um i don't know if it's about plan or design but i think if you're more vulnerable to new experiences uh that you'll create more uh, fulfilling Destiny. Ah, fuck, there you go. Know. Yeah, I don't know where it's good going. job, buddy. But also, bad shit happens. Mm-hmm. I always wonder, like, you see, like, something horrible happens to somebody, and they come out on the other end, like, <clears throat> well, I, you know, they, like, like veterans that come back and then have like missing limbs, like, and then finish marathons. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'd be that person. Or somebody who just yeah. like is paraplegic after an accident it's like nope spirit i can only keep my spirits up i think of like roll me into a, off a cliff <laughs> like i don't I, like that but that's like destiny like oh i guess you have to believe that that was supposed to happen to you to move on to the next thing because if you just feel bad about yourself and then you're depressed and then it's over like you have to be like nope this was part of a plan yeah and now i have to overcome this thing to Unlock the next part of the plan. Hmm. So, I don't know. Shit. Good question, Hillary. Yeah. 
Made my brain hurt on that one. <laughs> We're getting this is a heavy one. Yeah. It's a heavy Q and A. Uh Lee Singleton asks. Hello, Lee. Me and Lee hung out in Lee's popping in here all He's the time. A good dude. Uh if a time machine that goes to the past was invented and you were picked to take a trip, would you do it if they told you it's a one way trip and you could never come back? If so, when in time would you go? Hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't go. Maybe, you wouldn't go? No, I'm having a good time. Yeah. Hmm. Somebody I was listening to some other podcast about like, oh, but it was so much. People talk about like, oh, so much simpler back then. Everything's fucked up. It's like, no, but medicine was terrible. Transportation was terrible. Standard of living was terrible. No matter when you go back to, it was worse. I've always kind of wanted to be a caveman. <clears throat> you are that now. Mm-hmm. In the best advanced form. What do you mean? You eat when you want to eat. Mm-hmm. You shit when you want to shit. Mm-hmm. You're not going to work. I'm a caveman. Yeah, you did it. Thanks, Kyle. I never really realized. You did it. That. You're the best version of one. <clears throat> We're the best version of cavemen. Hmm. We operate based on needs. Yeah. You know. We, I don't think we're very. You know, I don't think we're. Greedy or materialistic. I think we got. Uh, you know, our wants are minimal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not. We're more gatherers, not really hunting. I don't know. It would be. Uh, it'd be tempting. Um, when I think of time machines, I think of uh, the future. I, I, I. Yeah. Even though it is fun to think about, well, what what period in time would I like to go back to? Um, that'd be kind of neat too. But I just the complete unknown of the future would would sway me in that direction. You know, just having no idea. What yeah. the world's going to look like a hundred years from now, a thousand years from now, whatever. <clears throat> I yeah, that'd be really tempting, but if I couldn't come back, I don't know. If my life sucked right now. Yeah, man, sign me up. Yeah, but I'm not going to get in a time machine. Yeah. I'm not going to volunteer to go to Mars. Everything's cool right now. Yeah, and then I'll die. Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying. It's <clears throat> cool right now. Then I'll I die. can't. I can't. I don't want for anything. For the most part, everybody I know and care about is healthy, uh, and we all will perish, hopefully from uh, hopefully painlessly and in a time frame that made sense uh-huh. to the way somebody lived, and uh, and then cool. Like wh- I, I mean, there's books about the past. I don't have to go back and live. Yeah, like <clears throat> I could read about the past. I don't need to smell it. Well, see, I've always thought that would be neat. You want to smell the past? I want to smell the past. Like you want to smell what? What you want to smell? What a saloon in the old west smelled like? <laughs> but because I, I think about like 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 the like the the brothels, like oh uh, the greasiest. Well, I always think about that in the in a, olden times, the like greasiest the, sex, all the bo and all the bad breath. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, just dead teeth, dead teeth and whiskey. Ugh. But I think that's always been intriguing to me when you talk about this subject is I do have some point of reference, you know, having read stories or read books or whatever. So it's always Mm. been like, oh, it'd be neat to go back just to really see what that was like. I have a I have an image of what the Wild West was like or whatever. Pick a pick a time period. But to go back and really experience and be like, oh, does this match up to what I thought it was like? Well, so, no, I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't want to just <clears throat> lay in the dirt to sleep. 
a little horse shit next to my face. Yeah. That's the reality of it. Uh-huh. Going back to that trivial question or, or point about the uh, bad breath of B.O., I've always thought about this. Do you think that bothered anybody? Because the point of reference was like, well, everybody smells, so this doesn't bother me. Or well, I think it's called the Wild West for a reason. But I'm saying I think like, it's other thing, not just like boy, cowboys might shoot you. Also, it's probably disc- it's probably like what hippies are now. But people who smell now, when you smell a hippie or anybody who who stinks, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this has alerted my senses because I live in a world where the normal thing is to not smell. But, I'm sure the but were, there were then, cities. There were cities back then. There was yeah. proper people. At some point, though, at some point in history, everybody smelled, right? Like in the 1500s, yeah. everybody smelled. That's why they always had a lot of perfumes and So I'm saying, like, did it bother anybody? Or if it was like, oh, we you, all yeah, smell. Yeah, you just you get used to it. You get used to like, it. I don't know how used to that much <laughs> you can smell. Mm. You were just going camping? And be like, wow, we sm-. and then you don't realize, and you oh, show yeah. up back somewhere in a restaurant. So it's like, you've been camping, like, oh yeah. <clears throat> anyway, that's uh, plus if you can smell yourself. When you ever get to the point where you can smell yourself, other people have been smelling you for a while. Oh yeah. Uh, what do we got? Anus man. Anus man. What is your most embarrassing fart story? I shit my pants on this podcast. You know the <laughs> You know the answer to that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. In that chair that you're sitting in, I hope. I washed it. Okay. I washed it. Took, took, the, took the cloth off, put it in the washer. What? What? What else you got? Mm-mm-mm. Greg Martyr, regular cheeseburgers are better than bacon cheeseburgers. Agree or disagree? Agree. That. Really? Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Who who said that? Greg Martyr. Way to go, Greg Martyr. Look, on paper, a bacon cheeseburger is great. Bacon's great. I like bacon. But sometimes it takes away from the overall vibe of the burger. I like it. I mean, I did like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did like I it. Used to like well, then you got then the question. What about is, the bacon inside the beef? Oh, say a big fan. I like that. Uh, as long as it's not too crunchy. As long as it, that doesn't take away from the beef because the bacon's inside of it. I'm talking about the crunch. I mean, you just chew it up. Same thing. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. It's it, there's a different. There's the layers, the crunch layers. I mean, Plus, I mean, you got to ask yourself the question: What kind of bacon? Like, are we talking undercooked chewy bacon? Or are we talking? Crispy, crunchy bacon. God damn, I love undercooked chewy bacon. Me too, so much. But that's something that that's that's something that that shows signs of maturity when you reach the point where you're like, "Hey, I don't need burger. I don't need bacon on this burger." On paper, yeah, yeah, bacon's great. Burgers, great. why not just not even put cheese on it then? No cheese. Cheese adds. Bacon distracts. Never seen somebody order just a hamburger when cheeseburger is an option. My mom, my mom will always opt for a hamburger, and ever since I can remember, I thought, you're fucking insane. Or does she have a dairy thing? No. With the exception of a dairy thing. No. Who is not getting cheese on that burger? I like it. 
Mrs. Stone. This is also the same lady that won't eat guacamole because it looks like puke. Yeah, my mom's got a hard time with uh, trying anything new. She met us at a ramen restaurant, and she she's like, "I'll eat it," and she just got, I think, just noodles and water. She's like, "Look, I'm having some." Like she got took every ingredient out of it. Like, I don't know. Well, you're trying. She's trying. I don't understand. Um, what do we got? We got a new one. Miles D. Grant on hogwash. Dave mentions barbecue pancakes. Is this a real thing? If it is, can I get a recipe that has become very important to us? I don't remember saying that. Barbecue pancakes. I mean, it, I have no idea. I don't Maybe remember like saying made that. in a barbecue fashion. Now, I will say, uh, what is it that the Albert used to have in Atlanta for brunch? On Saturdays, they had like this redneck brunch. They had um, bacon pancakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah, they'd have bacon pancakes, and then they had this like maple brown sugar I mean, the bacon love thing got a bit much for a while, but it is good. Yeah, yeah. If I said that, Miles, I'm not uh, calling you a liar. I just don't remember it and make sure you're not confusing me with somebody else. But if I said that, it was probably just like a comedic thing off the top mm. of my head. I, I don't know much about bacon, uh, barbecue pancakes, although now I'm kind of tempted. Put, a little, put, them in a, put them in a smoker, get a little hickory smoke flowing through there. Okay, you might be onto something. <clears throat> um, Sam Thomason says, let's say you're a werewolf and you dig it. But the day before a full moon, you and your buddies are tying one on playing quarters. One of them bets you that he can bounce one in your glass from halfway across the room. And if he makes it, you have to do the shot quarter and all. And he makes it. You drink that fucker and stumble into the evening. Problem is that the quarter is from 1962 at a time when all quarters had a very high silver content. (laughs) What happens a couple hours later when you turn and that little bitch is still in your tummy? Sam, this is a well thought out premise. (laughs) Somebody's got too much time on their hands. What if you had sil- <laughs> what yeah, what if you had silver fillings? But the th- okay, but everybody forgets about like, ooh, silver bullet kills a kills a world. Maybe regular bullets do too. They're fucking bullets. You're yeah. shooting a thing. Yeah. Maybe it's not the silver. Maybe, Maybe one guy got lucky with a silver. Like, it's got to be silver. Like, you sure it wasn't just the bullets? Because it was bullets? <laughs> Maybe it's just hot lead downrange. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, so you could just, like, yeah, that is a weird one. I don't know how that one got. Huh. Sil- yeah. Also, yeah, because the bullet, yeah, if it's a silver bullet, it's, you still have to shoot them. I think, it, I think worst case scenario, if you're a, a werewolf with indigestion, that's what would happen here. That's, 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 <laughs> you ask what happens. I think you're a werewolf, but even as a werewolf, it's full moon. You're not even howling. You're like, I got, I'm in rough shape. <laughs> Render me, rendering me in human form come daybreak. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good bit. Oh, man. Maybe those are silver bullets used to kill the beast. No. <laughs> I used to have fun bits. Deep, deep vault stuff. I miss, I miss having fun bits. People don't like my new bits. <laughs> or I call children pollution. Uh, what do we got? Yeah, sorry for the pause. Some of these are long. I have to read them before we. Uh, well, I mean, I don't have to. Uh oh, watch out! A little, a little tutor. 
lot of dudes. <laughs> Got a lot of dudes. <laughs> I want to. Uh... All right. Ooh. So there's like, a lot of fighting questions about which thing would fight <laughs> this other thing. <clears throat> Oh, Ethan that. Armstrong. Oh, you got one? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Ethan's he threw a lot of questions out here. He uh well first one, Dave, what's your preferred method of spoking ribs? I use the one, two, three St. Louis style method over Applewood, but I'm looking to mix things up. Um I like a good St. Louis style rib. That's uh mm-hmm. that's just uh that's a country style rib that's been uh they cut the cut the ends off so the the side is all clean. Instead of jagged, um, you don't get the little bones to hold on to like corn cobs. No, you cut uh, the the big end. You cut, I don't know why they do it. It's just just something yeah. St. Louis started doing. Uh, they make up their own rules down there. I uh, yeah, I I will go with a uh, with a spare rib um, uh, over a baby back when I, when it comes to smoking, just because they got a lot more meat on them. And uh, I use hickory wood, so good rub hickory mm. wood, good good piece of piece <clears throat> all right. Of meat. Mix but, it up, uh, Ethan. Yeah. Uh, he also says, Kyle, do you have any advice for someone planning on doing the shrooms for the first time? I mean, that could be for both of us. And, and don't have access to a desert. Also looking forward to seeing the ready room. Yeah, hell yeah. Ready room's going to be fun in St. Louis. Always a good room. Um, Just don't do them in your small, dingy apartment. Yeah, change up. Uh, That's ch- a bad time. Uh, uh, I, I would say try your best to make the visual component uh, one uh, that is natural mm-hmm. and of an open space. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a desert. But any, yeah, anywhere... Yeah, go to, go to the natural. woods. Go to a park. Yeah, I did that at a park too. Yeah, go to a park. Go to the woods. Go. I mean, if you got a beach, if you got a nice trail you like to go on, if you got even if you're in a city, go to a park in the city. Also, uh, go into it uh, excited about it, not like ooh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Because you could bum yourself out or creep yourself out, and that's no good. So go into it with an open mind and open heart, and with a sense of uh, wondrous curiosity. And you need to be in a uh, a pretty decent uh, headspace to mm-hmm. begin with. Like, you know, if you're in like a, a rough patch, if you're having a rough month, you know, a lot of a lot of issues, regardless of what they are. Maybe that's not the best mm-hmm. time to do it. Kind of need to be uh, mm-hmm. in a place where you're not going to get paranoid too bad. Yeah, and I also don't want to front load it too much. Like, it's never nuts. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a sheet of acid. It's like, it's just cool, man. Mm-hmm. You'll dig it. Yeah. And, and, and the studies have been showing, I've read something that they did studies that it, uh, you know, like you get stoned or something and you feel good that night or whatever. Like, like that, it's like the lessons you get or the openness you get. Mm-hmm. Like uh, even with MDMA, like that sits with you for weeks afterwards. Like mm-hmm. you'll like you'll go through your life going like, maybe I shouldn't be so judgmental. Maybe I shouldn't be so quick to anger at things. Maybe I understand that more people are going through shit that I don't see. And it's it's uh, everyone should do mushrooms. Can't stress it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Smith, jet ski, party boat, speedboat, or sailboat? Ooh, wait a minute, jet ski, speedboat, pa- jet ski, party boat, speedboat, or sailboat? Get that fucking sailboat out of here. I was about to say that I'm narrowing it down by getting rid of the sailboat. In a survival situation, of course, sailboat. But you have to know how to sail. Party boat, man. I've never ridden a jet ski. That looks so goddamn fun. They are. That looks so much fun. Joy. Yeah. But it is still after a half hour. 
You're just slapping your ass down wave yeah. after wave. You're like, I'm going to want to break. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it too long. But yeah, going out for five or ten minutes, just fucking yeah. raising hell. Speedboat, same thing. Just <laughs> party boat, man. Pontoon boat. Yeah. Just a porch that you float on. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Slow living. Yeah. To, if I'm going to be out on the water, I want to kick it out there. Yeah. I don't need that speed. I'm trying to kick it out there. Richard DePaz. DePaz? DePaz? What are the top spots to go eat in L.A.? We've talked about this a lot, but I'll talk about it some more because I like talking about food. You got anything to add? Uh, I'm only going to be there for a couple of days. want to eat as much good food as I can. Also, what's the Indian Buffet Dave talked about before? Can't really find it. Indian Buffet is a place called India's Restaurant. <laughs> they didn't really think too hard about how to name it. No, I mean, you get to the point. India's Restaurant. I think there might be two of them in L.A. The one I go to is on Fountain... Is it Boulevard? Fountain Ave? I know where you're at. Oh, right behind Akbar over there. Yep. Yeah, it's in... uh, I guess that would be Silver Lake, but look for the one on Fountain. Uh, Real solid Indian buffet. Not the best I've ever had, but pretty damn solid. We've been there. It's good. Yeah, I I really dig that place. Other spots... I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but you got to go to Howlin' Ray's. that's uh, Nashville hot chicken. The best sandwich, not chicken sandwich, sandwich I have ever had personally. I'd break, I'd break for Holland Rice. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I finally got veg- you over there. Like, I'd break my veg edge. I had a piece of sausage yesterday, actually. Really? I was eating leftover pizza. Rachel and I got pizza the other night, and she got like a sausage pepper thing and a pineapple jalapeno. And so then I was eating the pineapple. There's one piece of sausage left in the box. I'm like, well, I'm not going to throw it out. It's disrespectful to the animal. I'm going to eat that piece of sausage. I've wondered about that. I'm not going to create more uh, uh, animal death but if it's already by there. buying it, but I'm also not going to disrespect it. Also, yeah. last and week, you don't I, like went, to waste food. I went to It's Fa, and I've got veggie dumplings, but I think it was ground-up chicken. I'm like, well, if I send it back, they're going to throw it out, so I'm going to eat this because that's better than just a thing died and then you throw it out. I like the way you think. So, um, Yeah, Howlin' Ray's is an absolute must. Uh, Here's a place I'm very excited to go to. I haven't tried it yet, but I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about Moose Craft Barbecue. M-O-O-S, like a cow moo. Moose Craft Barbecue is supposed to be amazing. I don't think I just read about it independently. You you may have read about it independently because I just heard about it like two days ago. My buddy Craig Holzer was like, you need to go there. He's barbecue guy in Atlanta, but he, he keeps up with like nationwide all the good it's like sports you know you know you know know what all the teams are doing (laughs) exactly um but yeah uh blood sauce barbecue is 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 good sounds good um i'm although i'm getting a little the rub they're they're going too far with the rub it's a little too intense oh really need to dial it down a notch um off the top of my head what else do i like i love guisados tacos have you had guisados yeah they're good they got they got a little bit of honky in there yeah homemade tortillas and all the meat is like stewed like really tender stewed meats rachel and i went to this place called kismet Hmm. over on hollywood kind of by like home state and like uh, across from umami on hollywood boulevard yeah how was that it was i mean it's a la restaurant Mm -hmm. it's like you know everybody's the feckin la shit but the food was good it's like mediterranean food okay we had like some what do they call arancini arancini like like fried rice balls that came huh. with like it's like it looked like cucumber chunks and then straight up just forest green paint. That was the sauce. It was thick, wow. like straight up forest green oil paint. Wow, that was delicious. <clears throat> it had this little rice dome that we get, and that had an egg inside of it, and then you mix it all up. Okay, and it's, then it's not going to sound good, but it had like a I don't not a it was a raw egg cooked inside this rice thing, so the rice was warm. But then you mix it up with the the egg, you break the yolk. And it had raisins in it, which the raisins, people get grossed out by raisins. Whenever I have a raisin, I'm like, oh, a little sweet treat in there. Yeah. 
that was good. The tahini thing and like that, like marinated um, feta cheese with this. Uh, it was like you know, everybody likes falafel and hummus and all that yeah. stuff. But then like the next level up, Mediterranean food. Okay, especially for old veg head. Yeah, Canaan. That does sound good. Oh yeah. Big old family style plate of farts for the kid, but it was good. <laughs> good eating, man. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, two more places, Richard, real quick. Um, now I just talked about Moose Craft. It, it may be the best. Who knows? The and I haven't had that. The best smoked meat I've had in L.A. is at a place called the Park's Finest Barbecue. Oh yeah, I'm it's in uh, what would that be? Echo Park, I guess. Uh, the Park's Finest Barbecue. It's Filipino, uh, not style, but. It's uh, it's American style barbecue with a with a subtle Filipino twist, and you go there and you get the beef short rib, the smoked beef short rib, uh, best smoked meat I've had in the city. Dave, where did you go for breakfast? Fucking insane! And real quick before I answer that question, right. uh, not to be confused with the Park's finest barbecue is a Korean barbecue joint called Park's Barbecue. I know that's confusing, oh but if you like Korean barbecue, holy shit! Parks Barbecue, Koreatown, get the fucking they they have a short rib thing too, but it's it's different. It's it's chopped up and it's not smoked. But they have the seafood pancake. They have this bulgogi rice uh, stone pot rice thing. Mm-hmm. This like crazy fried rice thing they do right in front of you. Parks Barbecue for Korean, the Parks Finest for American style. Uh, Howlin' Rays. Oh, Gus's famous fried chicken. You got Gus is just the easy. best goddamn fried chicken I've ever had. Where would you go for breakfast, Dave? I never hear you talk about breakfast. Where do I go for breakfast? <sighs> See, I'm not a huge breakfast guy out here anymore because I love a good southern <laughs> breakfast. You, and you, and there's just not – there's no southern breakfast out here. When, yeah. when I say southern breakfast, like I want – I know it's terribly unhealthy, but like I want country fried steak mm-hmm. and eggs or chicken fried steak and eggs or – I don't really give a shit about pancakes and waffles. I'm not a sweet breakfast guy. Once in a while. Well, as, as, our, as our pals over at the All Fantasy Everything pod, pancakes for the table. Pancakes for the table. Always a wise choice. Yeah. yeah. But out here, as our, Fred as 62 our, I like. You know, and basic it's breakfast. We, it's, well, we stayed in Santa Monica for that wedding last weekend. We were getting breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like They're crushing it with the breakfast. Like true California breakfast. Yeah. Like avocado uh-huh. and a scrambled egg. Like, okay. They have good breakfast over by the beach. Yeah. That was an early. That was an early, uh, like, going out to eat after sl- sleeping over uh-huh. in our relationship, where Rachel and I went to this place called the Waffle, and we just got three breakfasts. Yeah, but I want this and this. Look at this one. We both want that too. Let's just have three breakfasts. I like it. Yeah, Katie and I will do that sometimes. We'll get three entrees for two people. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Okay. But my problem with breakfast out here is, to me, breakfast. If I'm really doing breakfast, breakfast, like going for it, it all it all centers around the biscuit, and there's, yeah. there's no good biscuits out here. So, but yeah, so if they ever put a Waffle House in L.A., then I'll have you turn me onto uh, the Waffle I'll have House. Your answer. I'm a Waffle House convert. Why is there not a fucking Waffle House or a Cracker Barrel? I mean, fuck a Cracker Barrel. Oh, watch your mouth. I'm microwave green beans for you if you want Cracker Barrel, Dave. <laughs> I'll fucking... <laughs> I'll kick an omelet through the dirt if you want Cracker Barrel. I love Cracker Barrel. Dave. Uh, Jacqueline Parker asks, have you guys ever looked up into Polybius? We did. We were looking at this. Really? Polybius. 
the early 80s arcade game that apparently was only released in Portland, Oregon. I right, did hear about this. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> what about, oh, she got a few questions. What about the theory that the Iraq war was started over a Stargate located in Iraq? I think we talked about that under Saddam Hussein's control and believed to be a remnant of the earliest days of Sumerian civilization, <clears throat> initially colonized by aliens from Nibiru. We did talk. Didn't we talk about that? Or was I? I think we did. Watching another show or something. I heard about that Polybius thing, but I think they decided it was just, it was all just a, like Snopes. I was like, it's like I'm, I'm going to look it up. I think they decided it was not a real. Hmm. Polybius, urban legend. I put it on Snopes. Snopes. But yeah, it was like <laughs> hoaxes and misinformation. What's not oh, Snopes? Let me see. Yeah, well, I'm not, I, I have heard about these things. I don't know enough about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was also the 80s when nothing could be documented too much. So it was like kind of urban legend could take it. Take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. According to Wikipedia, it is a fictitious arcade game. And that saying it was a psycho, uh, psychology experiment. Here's okay. Here's from Wikipedia. <clears throat> Polybius is a fictitious arcade game, the subject of an urban legend that emerged in the early 2000s. It has served as inspiration for several free and commercial games by the same name. The legend describes the game as part of a government-run crowdsourced psychology experiment based in Portland, Oregon during 1981. Gameplay supposedly produced intense psychoactive and addictive effects in the player. That's pretty cool. I, I, that is a good urban legend, though. Mm-hmm. But I can see easy eight, 1981. Arcades are getting popular, you know. Especially kind of around, like, not quite into satanic panic, but being skeptical about new technology. And they'll go, they're they're getting to our kids. (laughs) So I think it is just an urban legend, but a good one, Jacqueline, Mm -hmm. a good one. And the theory that the Iraq war was started over a Stargate, that... Just the idea of it being early civilization over there is pretty fascinating that... You know, Iraq around the Middle East, all, you know, under weird regimes, secretive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is all just oil money, but there is a good amount of mystery to where the dawn of humankind <clears throat> yeah. began. Mm-hmm. Just historically, whether or not aliens put a Stargate there or not. But I, I, that, maybe that's one we got to look into. That That's, that's Jacqueline. Pretty, pretty interesting shit there. Yeah, way to give us a better topic <laughs> than we deserve. Uh, also, she says, also, Dave, I could use a good queso recipe. So maybe just for later. You don't have to tell him now, but maybe that's... Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like a good... I got some queso tricks up my sleeve. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, I don't have time to get into them now. But yeah, uh, that'll be a recipe one day mm-hmm. soon. Uh, Kevin Allen asked, Dave, what's your favorite Mike Cooley song? I've had Zip City on repeat for a week. Also, what are some good cat names? Oh, man. Mike Cooley, yeah, for those who don't know, he's uh, one of the uh, guys in Drive-By Truckers. Uh, they, uh, if you, I, I talk about them a lot, but mm. if you're not familiar with Drive-By Truckers, uh, they used to have three lead singers slash songwriters. Now they have two. But uh, they're one of those bands, kind of like the Beatles, where like sometimes Paul would write and sing the song, sometimes John would write and sing the song, sometimes George. Um, but Mike Cooley is uh, one of the two songwriters. 
now in Drive By Truggers. Uh, off the top of my head, Where the Devil Don't Stay, that's probably my favorite Cooley song. That's the uh, first track on The Dirty South. Um, Cottonseed is a good one, where he just talks about how he used to kill a bunch of people in the Wild West. Uh, oh, off a more recent album, uh, there's a, off American Band, there's a song called Ramon Cassiano, and it's the story. This is a true story, by the way. Uh, Ramon Cassiano was like this 14 or 15-year-old Mexican kid mm-hmm. back in the early 1900s, and something happened, and this other guy shot and killed him. Okay. This guy shot and killed him. The guy who shot and killed him went on to be the founder of the NRA. So, and there's a lot. Oh, okay. So yeah, a little. The founder of the NRA murdered a, a, a teenage brown kid uh, way back in the day. Yeah, um, but the, the story. Without fact checking, it's yeah, pretty believable. Yeah. Uh, that story is told in the song Ramon Cassiano, uh, first song on American Band. Um, but yeah, Mike Cooley's just goddamn brilliant. Uh, just one of those guys that can turn a phrase, can tell a story. Big fan. So yeah, Kevin, check out the. Well, you probably already know it. But check out the Where the Devil Don't Stay or Ramon Cassiano or uh, what did I say? Cottonseed or Highway Seventy Two or the list goes on and on. Marry Me. That's a good one. Anyway, I'll shut up about Mike Cooley. Um, Andy Emmerich. I think we got to wrap it up here. Yeah. We got to get into a showbiz meeting after mm-hmm. this. Andy Emmerich says a quick poll about movie monsters. It's October. It's almost Halloween. Great time to talk about movie monsters and maybe get some movies going on. He says, which one is the scariest movie monster, Dave? Scariest movie monster? The one that when I was a kid that scared me the most yeah. was uh, Jason, Friday the 13th. Jason's a good Something one. Something about guy in a hockey mask with a machete. Basic. Just right there. Could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was, I, I, and I don't, I or didn't Michael watch Myers. the whole I've stories. I've never seen the original Halloween. Dude, I know. it's really good. I know. That one scared me too. Michael Myers scared me. But um, could then Friday the Thirteenth just rip off Halloween with a guy in a mask coming to kill people? I mean, you could say a lot of them ripped yeah. each other off, but but yeah, Jason was my guy. Michael Michael Myers was scary. Yeah. Um, those are the two that pop out for me. Um, I love the movie Creep Show. Uh huh. I still haven't seen that. And you that, recommended that last Halloween. I never got around to it. Yeah, the guy, the thing that was under the thing under the stairs. Uh-huh. Like that's the the one segment called the thing under the stairs got me real good. <clears throat> So I guess that's memorable from my childhood. I just watched uh, the original Thing, The Thing, last week. Mm-hmm. Great movie. The original mm-hmm. Thing with Kurt Russell? Yeah. Oh, dude. Great movie. Hadn't, seen it. Great. Hadn't seen it since I was a little kid. That uh, that ties into a topic we used to do, we've done before. Aliens in uh, Antarctica. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, that's, I, mean, I watched scary movies as a kid a lot. Because I told you my mom like loves scary movies. Mm-hmm. I, was, I remember the one time I was like... Maybe 11, and I was about to watch The Shining at night. That's, and my mom was just like, oh, she's like, this one's scary. Yeah. Good night. And then she just let me watch it by myself. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Which, cool. Good job. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. not, not insincerely. Like, yeah, let your kids watch scary movies. It's like, oh, it'll give you nightmares. Or you could just have an appreciation for these things and not be a chicken shit later. Well, in 11, you know. You've, well, it's a little, well, it's a little early. You're getting boners at 11. You can handle a scary movie. I, I don't know. Shining was a, Shining was a good one. Mm-hmm. Especially as a kid, because you're like, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, where's it's this not going? a ghost. It's this guy's just went crazy. You didn't understand until they're like, oh, this guy's going crazy. Yeah, what's with he's, this fucking weird little kid? He's already abusive to his family, yeah. and then he's kept them like, oh, there's so much more to this movie. Yeah, Scatman um, Brothers is in it. Man, uh, 
When uh, when Blair Witch came out and uh-huh. people didn't know if it was fake or not, yeah, and they were just hearing about it. Yeah. I remember the the hype for that one. Yeah, but also I think it goes along with, like what crew do you go see with? We went and saw it with our buddy Mike, and like for the whole time he's like Blair Witch man, like well we go out, no man Blair Witch dude, like being funny but like would play very scared. Yeah, like fuck that man, I'm staying in the car. Blair Witch dude. Well, that was like. The first, maybe, found footage film? That and the first Paranormal Activity. Yeah. That one. Ooh, God. So that was a new Damn, device that, that people didn't quite understand. Paranormal Activity. Like, mm-hmm. when you first, the first or second one. Yeah. Because they, it was new, it wasn't jump scares. Something it was about new, uh, closed the, caption. Uh, or the closed circuit, yeah. Closed circuit. Like the sweeping video, video footage of where, like. And it's one side of the room and the other side of the room. Like, oh, when's, where's the thing you want me to see? Yeah. Yeah. Cause then when you do see it, like, it's like so subtle, not everybody sees it. And you're like, oh, fuck. Um, everything about the movie Signs, except for the end. You don't no, like I the forgot end? that. No. Oh, it's water. Yeah. How are you in a dewy field the whole time? How are you in a farm? F- how are you in a, a fucking irrigated farm field? But then a glass of water kills you. Strolling through a dewy meadow. Yeah, but the, uh, up to the end, I thought that movie. I was loved it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, when you see that alien on the news, holy shit! That was oh yeah. Whenever that they do the great. in like like news reports in a movie of like oh yeah. shit's going down in this part of the world, and you see like oh oh god. Ooh. Real quick, uh, wrinkles the clown. Have you heard about this? Uh, my sister just saw that. It's not very good, um, but it's worth watching. I heard it's an interesting story. It's not great, but speaking of closed-circuit TV, long story short, it's a, it's a guy in Florida who was a children's clown, party clown. I guess that wasn't going great, so he got the idea to uh, – you could hire him to come scare your kids, yeah. which that's a pretty good idea, pretty good business model. But there's a closed-circuit uh, video – of this the, girl laying in bed. The trundle bed. Like, yeah. Yeah, the, the drawer under the bed opens, and this fucking clown comes out. And you're, yeah. And I don't it's think. Sound like the baby cam or yeah. the nanny cam. And I don't think the girl in bed ever really notices. You don't see her reaction, but just like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that poor little girl, if she knew what was happening 18 oh, inches all, away. We're all sleeping with our closets yeah. I mean, open it, it's now. a pretty scary image. That one's a good. I mean, there was so many good horror movies. I mean. I'll, Cabin in the Woods, I would say not overrated at all. Everybody should see Cabin in the Woods because mm-hmm. it makes fun of the idea of horror movies, mm-hmm. but it's still a good horror yeah. movie in and of itself. <laughs> well, kind of making fun of the genre. Mm-hmm. Classic Halloween time viewing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Trick or Treat is a good one. Have you seen that? Trick it's or like Treat. like a collection of short films. Oh, okay. I see. I go back to the uh, Trick or Treat featuring Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> That's not this one. And Skippy from Family Ties, who still does stand up. Yeah, and nobody's... his only credit is Skippy from Family Ties. Well, and the movie Trick or Treat, where he was a heavy metal teen who worshipped. Uh, I think was Gene Simmons the rocker in it, or was Gene Simmons the demon? But whenever this rock idol died, and so he kind of like conjured him, and Ozzy Osbourne plays a priest because it's like the eighties. So it's like, it'd be funny if Ozzy was the priest. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was. Uh, but uh, oh, like um, 
I kind of like the idea of the Purge movies. They're never done great, but the concept's pretty interesting. But that's less horror and more... Mm. Like, the difference between monsters and just human savagery is like... Mm -hmm. Like, I can't watch torture porn. I can't watch, like, a saw. I'm like, all right. Because I just feel bad for the actors that are in it. Like, all right, you got to hang upside down naked, covered in fake blood for this shot. I just feel bad for them doing that. For, like, Like what is, like... Yeah, or that, I think it was from Hostel. That mm-hmm. scene was from Hostel. Mm-hmm. Um, what was? Oh shit! There was one. I, I'm I'm fucking it up now. I got to rewatch Hereditary. Man, that movie bored the shit out of me. I fell asleep in a the theater, but I, it was because I was stoned. I don't like slow paced. Horror movies, like psychological thrillers. Uh, yeah, they just don't do it for me because they all have the same tone. They all look the same. They all have the same tone. Yeah, but I just it's, it's got not. that Tony Collette. She's good and everything. Yeah, I like her. Um. Okay. Uh, Ray McScriff. They opened up an investigation in the Outlaw Pass. We'll get to that one. All right. Um. I know we didn't get to all of them, but we got in. We got deep. Yeah, man. Yeah, these you got good philosophical questions. on this yeah, one. Great question. Thank guys. you for those uh, the deep hitters, man. Deep, and, deep cuts. And sincerely, thank you for your uh, what? How do I say it? Patronage. Yeah, you can. Thank say you that. for your patronage. Uh, really appreciate it, man. Thanks for the money, suckers. Yeah, and uh, tell a friend. The more, the merrier. So yeah, bring it up to your friends. Hey, <laughs> do you want to waste four dollars and your time? I got a, I got a uh, gummy bear. <clears throat> gummy bear bill to, to pay. Yeah, well, so. we'll just send it to the uh, St. George Police Department. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. The Boogie Monster.